Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 120 of the In Squash podcast. Uh, hope you're all doing well and uh, hope your squash is going well. I'm Jerry Gibson, your host. And uh, first of all, before we get into uh, today's podcast, uh, I just want to uh, express my condolences to all of those uh, victims of the helicopter crash there in Calabasas, uh, just uh, there in Los Angeles, which uh, took the life, of course, of um, the, the great uh, Kobe Bryant and his young daughter, 13-year-old daughter. They were on the helicopter as well. I was a huge uh, fan of Kobe's. Uh, I mean, you couldn't help but not be uh, if you watched him play. He was such a fierce competitor, and uh, when I woke up... Uh, uh, two days ago and saw that uh, on the news. I just couldn't believe it. I thought I was dreaming, but um, you know, he was one of the fiercest competitors out there. Uh, and as an athlete, you can't help but um, you know, just you were in awe of watching him play all the time. Just such a, a great force there on the court, on, on the basketball court, and uh, willed his uh, way to victory uh, so many times and such a talent. And such a young uh, guy to, you know, to go out like that at the age of 41 with his young daughter, taking her to a, a basketball uh, practice. I guess all all parents can, um, you know, we just uh, you never know when these things are going to happen. And uh, you know, it was a tough uh, tough one uh, for a lot of people uh, a few days ago, and still many who loved him so much just. Uh, you know, we're going to be uh, mourning uh, this for quite a while. So anyways, I uh, just wanted to express uh, my condolences to, uh, to his family and uh, to all the victims there. And uh, today uh, on episode 120 uh, is uh, Alex State, uh, who was recently awarded at the U.S. Open, the, uh, the U.S. Olympic uh, Committee Co Squash Coach of the Year Award at the U.S. Open. And uh, for good reason, uh, he took the U.S. men's junior, U.S. boys junior team to the to a third place finish at the last team championships in 2018. And uh, not only that, he's the uh, head coach at Agnes Irwin School in Philadelphia, and he's brought uh, that's the girls team, and he's brought them to the high school. Uh, uh, finals the last couple of years and they're gearing up for another big year ahead. Uh, we talked quite a bit about uh, you know what it meant to him to win that award and also uh, what brought him to uh, the U.S. from England to uh, begin his uh, co uh, to take his coaching career from there to uh, uh, stateside in Philadelphia. Uh, we talk uh, about what it what it's been like over the past little while as head coach of the junior boys team and the successes they've had and uh, the young team that they had in, in uh, this year's World Juniors but uh, coming up here in and, and in the previous one where they finished uh, third they had uh, three young talented players but really uh, no household names outside of the U.S. on the team but uh, they performed extremely well uh, getting to getting that third place finish and the year prior to that obviously two years prior to that was when uh, Andrew Douglas was on the team and they also earned the bronze medal there uh, but uh, yeah we talk about the uh, the US uh, boys uh, team and going forward what they have uh, in store for them here in 2020 in Australia which they're gearing up for that uh, at this moment and they should have a few of the guys from the 2018 team on the squad again so it bodes well 
uh, for them uh, that way. And Alex and I also take a, a look at his, uh, a little bit at his uh, pro career and also his uh, foray into the hardball doubles. He's had some success there as well. Uh, really interesting chatting with him. We get, uh, we take a, a little look back at the history of the hardball doubles uh, as well. And he, he's uh, enjoying his, uh, his time on the hardball court and he tells us a bit about that. And then uh, we'd be remiss if we didn't uh, look back at his uh, pro career, which was cut short at quite a young age. I didn't realize that it. It uh, uh, he had to stop playing at 25 due to, to a knee injury, and we talk uh, about that as well, so, and much more. So I uh, really enjoyed uh, getting to know Alex uh, on episode 120. I know you're going to enjoy this too. Alex State on today's podcast. Hi, Gary. How are you? Hey, how are you? Good, thanks, mate. How are you? Good, mate. Good. Uh, thanks a lot for doing this. No, no problem. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, it's uh, uh, good to hear your voice, and um, <clears throat> we can just get started here. Uh, how, you just getting off uh, court? Is it, what, 11, uh, 11 yeah, a.m. now? Yeah, I had an early morning session with the, uh, the coaches' school team, so we uh, did an early morning practice, and then... Uh, back drop the kids at school you know the usual deal and then a bit of work and back in again in a bit so right on yeah the the co what is that uh, you were coach the coaches you're coaching the coaches is that it yeah. uh, no coaching the school we have a school the i school coach team. Okay. school team and we have the uh, national championships in a couple of weeks so they're uh, gearing up for that so uh, so okay. yeah so um yeah how are you doing I'm doing well i'm doing well thanks so you're coaching the, what uh, agnes um Irwin. Irwin yeah. High School, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I'll I'll ask you a little bit about that later. But uh, before we get into into the squash, I know uh, you're in Philadelphia, and uh, um, you know people in the city are definitely in mourning right now um, uh, with Kobe Bryant so suddenly uh, you know uh, dying in the helicopter crash, yeah. with his daughter and the others, and uh, he went to high school at, as you know in Philadelphia. I'm just wondering. Uh, how the squash uh, community there at, at the high, I guess your high school as well, and uh, your other squash circles in Philly, how are things, how are people that are reacting? Yeah, well, he actually went to uh, school at Lower Merion High School, which is actually just down the road from where I live and uh, mm. where a lot of squash is in Philadelphia, sort of out here on the main line. So, um, yeah, it's pretty, pretty much in shock. There's, I know there's, he's a hero in uh, Philadelphia, um, oh, obviously, yeah. and... Uh, came from just down the road and uh, um, you know was there's been a lot of um, I've drove past the high school and there's a lot of people outside and uh, yeah pretty pretty sad story eh? it's uh, definitely yeah I mean he was uh, I just couldn't believe I woke up and that was uh, the first thing I saw in the news was that uh, you know the helicopter had crashed with his daughter and uh, eight others you know some other yeah. children there as well and uh, you know, it's a sad day. It's a global. I mean, he was a global icon, really. I mean, basketball is one of those sports, uh, you know, that that's uh, across the globe, and everyone uh, knew him. So, yeah, yeah. yeah no, thoughts and prayers to to the Bryant family and yeah, the others. Yeah, yeah, it's awful. Yeah, uh, but um, yeah, we'll get into get into a bit of the the squash here now. Twenty twenty U.S. Open was a was a big one for you, not as a player, but being uh, awarded the uh, the coach of the year by the U.S. Olympic uh, Committee as the national coach of the year. Uh, and judging 
Judging by your accent, you're you're not really from uh, from Philly or, or the U.S. <laughs> uh, what 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 uh, what county are you from? Uh, originally from Gloucestershire in the UK. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah, um, and then I lived for a long time in Cheshire in Manchester um, uh, when I was sort of playing squash and playing the pro tour and stuff. But, um, Manchester, that yeah. that's um, sort of a Canary Wharf area, is that right? No, no, no. Canary Wharf is, is in London, uh, Manchester. Okay. So where the national center is in, with squash and uh, where the Commonwealth Games was. And uh, I, I lived sort of 30 minutes out in a place called Cheshire, um, which has got some really good squash clubs. And uh, um, yeah, played played there. And then when I sort of got injured and retired, I, I ended up coaching for quite a few years there. And uh, yeah, I would that, that's kind of where my wife's from and where, where home is really when I go back now, really. Right on. So uh, winning that winning that award, I mean, must have meant a lot to you. Uh, uh, I'm not sure when you uh, uh, left the England to go to the U.S., but it would have taken you a few years to work your way up to to those types of achievements that would get you to that position. So, what did it mean uh, to you, Alex, to uh, to win that award and uh, to win it and have it uh, being awarded to you at the U.S. Open? Yeah, it's, it's, I mean, it's very humbling, really. It's um... You know, I'm sure there's a lot, there's hundreds of better coaches and different things like that. But I, I feel like I've been very lucky, really. I came over sort of eight years ago and, um, and you know, sort of working my way, you know, up and working my way with different players. And, you know, I've been very lucky to have a lot of good players, a lot, of, you know, net, whether it be national champions or different things. And my school teams have done well. And, and then I was lucky enough to get the um, national coaching job and, you know, squash in America is just, as you know, is is really progressing, and you know, the, amazing, the yeah. US squash are doing an amazing job at growing the game. And you know, the just when I came over here, I remember going to the first tournament. And there was a few good players, but you know, the depth was not strong, and it wasn't. You know, I was quite involved with the English scene, and it, it was nowhere near as close. And uh, now I watch it, and you you walk into a JCT tournament, and it's just frightening. I mean, it's unbelievable how. The depth, especially, I would say at the highest level, we're, we're still getting there and we're, we're doing a better job. But um, the depth in particular is is really good. So, I mean, to answer your question, it was, it was um, obviously I'm lucky to live in Philadelphia and I had actually a lot of my school team and some past players and stuff came came down for the night. So it was, it was really nice for them to um, come down and see them all. And, uh, and you know, obviously very much appreciated and uh, I not necessarily think I deserve it, but it was great. Uh, it was it was a great occasion, and uh, I was very, you know it was, it was lovely to have. Well, obviously, I mean, uh, you know, you're very you know very uh, humble, as you said in in uh, your reflection back on that. But uh, you you uh, you brought the uh, the U.S. Junior Men's Team to the semifinal, which was an incredible result in 2018. And then uh, on top of that, your your work with the uh, with the high school uh, team getting to the high school finals the last couple of years uh, I mean that speaks volumes volumes as well so uh, clearly you, you've uh, you've achieved a lot uh, over the past few years and that's uh, part maybe the reason why you uh, you were awarded yeah I've been, I've been very lucky to have some great players I mean our high school we started off I think we we're 31st in the country and now now we're second so it's been a great climb but we you know the time I got there they built courts at the school and you know we had so much support from players and faculty and and we had a great group of um, kids come through um, and a great group of parents so we've been lucky with that and uh, it's um, 
you know, it's been a fantastic run there. And then with the US team, we really, um, you know, to, we've done well in the girls for a few years, well, for quite a few years, they've, they've really got up there and mm. the boys, we definitely struggled a little bit. Um, but, um, you know, for certainly we did great in Poland. We actually, we actually got the bronze medal there and we had a really, a really good team. And then, well, that was, that was the year, uh, Andrew Douglas pulled off, a, right. some heroics, right. And, yeah, uh, he, um, he was yeah. incredible. He, I think he, I remember the first match he had with, and yeah, who just won the world championships and he he went I think he went at like four or five gamers at number one back to back and he just kept kept producing he was a special player and that's they, just that that adds fuel to his fire doesn't it? it seems it seems like that that's kind of the the game and the way he likes to play he yeah like, he likes to sort of just get out there and uh let it all yeah. let it all leave it all on the court <laughs> no totally he's um He's definitely one for the future. You know, once he, he, I mean, he's doing great in college now, and he's he's obviously got a great coach in Gilly Lane, who's yeah. who's guiding him, and and Laurent has done an unbelievable job with him, and he's he's a uh, he's definitely the one of the big hopes for US going forward. But he's he's got that toughness that you you can't really teach, and he uh, he was brilliant in that trip. And then you also had um, Spencer Lovejoy and Sam Sherl and you know some other guys who were a really good team. And then two, you know, last year we had we were. To be honest, with you, we were really struggling in India. We were not playing well. Things were, we were originally seeded maybe six or seven, and we I think went you down. Seeded eight, yeah, yeah. And then we went down in the individual because we just didn't play well, and it was uh, it was as probably one of the toughest times coaching that I've had. Really, it was it was tough, and uh, but you know we were we got a little bit of luck, and then we also you know the kids played some fantastic squash and uh, yeah, that team you're I guess the three got it was uh, Thomas uh, Rosini yeah. uh, Anush Salem, Man, Salem Man, and, uh, yeah um, I mean yeah. Got, got not household names I guess outside of yeah. the, the US I wouldn't think so I get you know yeah. uh, they did really well to uh, to get to the semi-final yeah two two fantastic wins against New Zealand and Canada um, you know Canadian team was the best I've seen in a long time and they they it did get a little well, very unlucky. One of their guys tore his hamstring badly in the, as he was match ball up. Um, yeah. So you know, but then um, our guys just played played great squash, and um, you know they took that luck and they, they they pushed on. So it was it was a great experience, and um, and it's great to see the U.S. squad. You know all the, the the investment, you know, with time and effort that they've everyone's put in. It's great to see some results coming and. Uh, and um, we're we're starting to get there, but you know there's a long way to go to <laughs> catch up some of the others. But we're we're doing our best. Yeah, definitely. Uh, well, you mentioned Gilly uh, there. I I had him on. Uh, we spoke uh, quite recently, and uh, we were talking a, a little bit about. I mean, he's at uh, Penn, as you know, and we were just talking about sort of how Philadelphia is just the the way squash is just sort of exploded there. How many courts there are within Drexel within the two or yeah. three blocks between Drexel and Penn, like 30-something courts. And then, uh, I mean, what is Philadelphia, it could be now the, the new budding uh, hub of squash globally. I mean, you don't really, that's unheard of, that they have that many courts, maybe in Cairo somewhere. But, uh. Yeah, I think <laughs> with the new National Centre, I think there's going to be 20 courts there. And then you've got Penn with, I forget how many they've got. So I think it's around, I think it's over 40 in within a couple of block radius plus you have the racket club you know within a mile that has i think six so it's going to be um i i was at penn's the you know, gilly's place at penn recently and they've redone that and it's it's unbelievable it's so beautiful to see so i think the national center is um 
it's going to be amazing to have and it'll be really good for big events because there's um you know there's everything is so easy you're right in the city center um you know there's there's just brilliant venues and so it's certainly going to be a great thing for squash and um you know not just in philadelphia city center as well if you go out there there's so many i mean just some of the clubs i could think of here marion cricket which has been a huge club um yeah, that's Matt. where uh, i think todd harity played his squash uh, right. yeah with scott devoy yeah he's yeah. uh Scott's been there a long time. That's obviously a great club. And then um, there's so many, but, you know, Fairmount Athletic Club has, I think, 14 courts. Um, they're, wow. they're, um, you know, they've uh, really done a good job in leading the way. Like when I first got to the States, they, it was pretty much all just lessons being taken, individual lessons. And uh, um, now that's really changed. And I think that's really helped. And then Fairmount were actually a really good part of that because they, um, they produce. They start to do a lot of clinics and a lot, a lot bringing a lot of kids playing. And you know, see, American kids used to be very good lesson takers, but maybe not the best players. And uh, and you know, the, the mentality of it has changed a huge amount in the last six or seven years, which is um, which I think is why we're starting to see some some good results. Is that maybe down to you know the the varsity uh, scene being so strong now, and then that that sort of trickles down into into the high school team scene where sort of uh, I mean, once you yeah. you see that road to to a varsity squash program, uh, yeah. something to uh, you know to look forward to maybe. Yeah, I think it, it's it's there's a good sort of formula now. I mean, obviously, college squash is pretty much what everyone is is aiming towards. Although we you know we are getting players now that wanting to be pro, which is which is a huge change. And and you know that's down to US squash putting a lot of effort in, into that, but. You know, the, the college squash is such a big thing. And then high school squash is, you know, we're gearing up for the high school nationals. I think there's something like 1,500 kids playing one weekend. I think it's the biggest That's squash awesome. yeah. in the world. And the atmosphere is, is I mean, it's, I, you know, I've been involved in professional squash for a long time. And I've not really felt an atmosphere like in high school uh, squash. It's it's fantastic. Yeah. And so, is it akin to uh, what you get at the, the varsity level too? I mean, when you've got two big name teams playing yeah, i mean yeah. i've seen i've seen the footage i've never actually uh, experienced it firsthand but uh, i mean it can get it's it's quite electric isn't it yeah it gets pretty rowdy and it gets uh, <laughs> it, it's it's fun it's uh, you know it's it's re really fun and you know parents love it coaches love it kids love it it's uh, i think you know squash can is quite often pretty lonely sport and you've got to do mm -hmm. a lot of hard hours away you know away from you know teammates stuff like that so I mean, you see it. You see it. Uh, look at the Ryder Cup. I mean, when when yeah. uh, I mean, you're you. I, I know you. You're you're a bit of a golfer and enjoy golf. Um, but the Ryder Cup. I mean, it doesn't get much better than than that uh, atmosphere between you know when they're playing as as a team like that. It's just a totally different vibe than it is uh, under normal circumstances on a weekly yeah. Uh, basis. Yeah. So maybe similar. Yeah, so, yeah, for sure. It's uh, it's what's you know. I think that that and then gets kids into the tournaments and uh, you know most of the kids I would say that I coach prefer playing team squash they just love that playing for each other and um, it's it's a really special time of year so um, and the standard of college squash is you know again when I first got here it wasn't that strong but if you look at these teams now I mean there's so many top top players it's um, it's really high level so um, it's attracting the best players from the all over the world whereas when it, when I was sort of went professional weren't really that many strong players and and now you know when you go to world juniors 
you know, half of the top, top players are coming to colleges. So obviously as a result of that, the level's just growing here. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's bound to happen too when you've got uh, the best coaches in the world uh, or some of the best players in the world and coaches they are coaching uh, uh, at those uh, universities. So it's a huge recruiting uh, tool as well. Yeah, yeah, it's, um, it's pretty exciting. And, it's, and I think it's um, with new schools like UVA and, um, you know, it's, it's only going to continue growing, which is, which is great for the sport. So it's it's a it's a good time to be here and uh, you know as you said there's when you walk into a, a big junior tournament it's like a who's who of past players you know you've got <laughs> some um, you know Rodney Owls, Rodney Martin all these great you know great you know Linku Palmer there's so many of these great guys over here and, um, and is I it like uh, is it like that too on the high school circuit as well I mean do you, I mean I know there are quite a few uh, ex players uh, doing their thing at the high school level so. Do you get that uh, uh, as well? I know I spoke to Gilly about, uh, I just asked him, uh, what's it like when you have to go up against um, Paul Asciante one weekend, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, in high, high school, you know, everyone has pretty much a professional coach. So, yeah, it's good. I think one thing I've really enjoyed over here is the camaraderie between the coaches is, is very good. And I think, um, you know, everyone is really enjoying how squash is growing and, and there's, you know, there's not that much, um, I think coaches try and share quite a bit, you know, I've been lucky enough to talk to some of those great coaches like Rodney Martin or some Rodney Isles, people like that who, and you can pick their brains and they're very open and it's, it's, um, it's great to have that. And there's, there's so many more, but you know, when, when we do national squads and things like that, when we've worked on national trips, you look at the coaches and it's, you know, it's, it's Egyptian, it's American, it's, um, English, it's French, it's, it's, Australian, yeah. there's there's such a mix. So, you know, there's obviously more than one way to play squash. And um, when 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 we've done the coaching course, you know, I, I took some of the early level threes, and it was it was it was really obvious that how you know there there really was no identity of squash here. You know, softball squash really. So it's you know, all these different countries are coming in, and it's it's making it pretty interesting. The players, I would say, are very. Um, you know, there's different styles of players. You wouldn't just say an American player plays one way like you might certain other countries. So I think that's a that's a pretty positive thing. And uh, and the coaches, all the different varieties of coaches, done a great job with that. I think that's brilliant. Yeah, yeah. Now, um, now at Agnes uh, Irwin School, you, that's in Philly, as as we mentioned uh, earlier. Just wanted to know. Uh, I mean, it's a great place to be right now. Was it some? Was it a school that you chose because of the the Philadelphia location, or did you? just sort of get the, get the offer and uh, I think it was a good one, not knowing yeah. that Philly was going to uh, explode the way it did or it has. Yeah, I actually was working in England and um, I was doing some camps at, in the summer at Williamstown with, uh, with Zafi um, and uh, coming over in the summer like quite a few of the English pros did and, um, and then, you know, decided I wanted to give it a go and, and you know, my my had a young son at the time. He was only four, so decided if we were going to go at the time. So, managed to get a job at Marion Cricket Club in Philadelphia, um, which was uh, really, you know, I was very lucky to get it. And um, I came and worked for a guy called Scott Devoy, who was um, who's still become a great friend to this day. And uh, he he was great. He um, got me in there and um, worked there for a couple of years. And um, and then Agnes Irwin is actually shares a lot of the same kids with Marion. And so, um, you know, it was kind of a natural sort of, um, move, uh, right. move for me. And, um, 
you know, and Scott and I, have, we still work with a lot of the same players together. And, you know, yeah, we've, it's, it's been, I've been very lucky to, to, to have that and to, to work with both places. Right on now. As a, as a high school coach, are, are you look like, what, what are you, you're looking for in your players? And it's probably, I mean, even though the ages aren't that big, it's not a big difference between first year university and, and high school, but it, it must be a world of difference between what you're doing with them and what uh, the expectations are at, at the varsity level. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, right now we have, in my team, we have each player will go and play college squash. So it's almost, you're almost at that level. Um, when I started, it certainly wasn't like that. You know, I don't think my first team, I don't think anyone played, maybe one or two were going to play college squash. So it's definitely been a big transition. Um, biggest thing was, was really creating a culture because, you know, squash is quite a new sport over here. And so most, you know, in England, when you're coaching, most of the parents have played squash. So they know the game and they know, whereas here, a lot of it was trying to teach, you know, educate parents mm. and kids and, you know, ways to behave, you know, ways, to, you know, certain things that, you know, and sometimes trying to teach them that, you know, losing is a good thing and that, you know, that we have to take one step back, take two steps forward. And, you know, I've been very lucky at Agnes and where I've had the backing of the parents and the, and the kids and, uh, and, it, you know, as a result, it, it's gone well. So I think, um, it's a really, it's really fun being a school coach to be honest with you, because for three months of the season, it's ramped up and it's all about the team. And then you get to work with them outside of the season, but it's not quite as intense. And, um, um, so it's, it's good. It's a lot of variation and, uh, and at this time of year, it's, um, the kids get so excited and it's it's a lot of fun so uh, i didn't do uh, i could have done my research a bit better but is agnes Irwin uh, is that a prep school or yeah it's a it's a private okay. school and it's um it's just for girls actually um and um and there's a lot of schools in the area um i'm actually leaving at the end of this year and, and heading to the boys school haverford so they, they kind of have a brother sister relationship um, okay um and yeah, it's, it's an all girls school. Um, but we, you know, we had trying out for the team in middle school, we had nearly 50 kids this year and the same in upper school. So we have that's incredible. You know, yeah. nearly a hundred girls that are playing squash. Now, now don't get me wrong. Not all of them are world-class squash players, <laughs> and, yeah. you know, but, um, but they, but they see, they, they like, see squash, uh, not only is it something, you know, a fun sport to play, but, a uh, perhaps a, a, a road into uh, you know, the varsity uh, scene. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, um, and, uh, and, you know, we just have a lot of, lot of girls playing squash, which is you know, obviously a really healthy thing. And uh, they, um, it's, it's growing all the time and the level levels growing all the time. And uh, so it's, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's great to see that many people playing squash. You know, I felt like in England, you're trying to get people to play in here, you know, sometimes you have to cut people from the team. So it's, as a coach, that's a luxury to have, to be able to have, you know, people that want to play and that are keen. And so uh, we're, we're lucky to have that. So what sorts of things do you look for in, in now, now that you have sort of a, the luxury of having, you know, fairly strong you know, players to choose from when at the beginning, what sort what sorts of uh, skills, uh, I guess, uh, obviously you're looking for a talented player, but uh, outside of that, at that age, what do you look for in, in players for your team? Uh, I think, you know, especially when they're younger, it's, I've had a lot of girls 
come through in the last few years that maybe weren't that strong when they were in middle school or, you know, but they had a great attitude and they were great athletes. And I think the one plus point we have working in a girls school over here is they do, they all do sport from a young age. They all play soccer, lacrosse, all these things. So mm -hmm. girls are generally quite athletic and used to working hard, which obviously you need in squash. So yeah, re really the thing I guess I'm looking at most of all is, is that sort of, desire and dedication whether they want to work because squash as you know is a pretty hard brutal sport and if yeah. you don't want to i know every morning yeah and me too <laughs> um, i wish it wasn't but um yeah. but you know so i think that's the, the main thing is is you can you can tell pretty on early on as a coach whether someone has got the desire and whether they're willing to work at things and change things and you know talent you know with a racket is obviously important but you know i've seen a lot of players over the years that have been able to really change their games and work on it because they've had that mentality and uh, um so you know we've we've been lucky at agnes and to have some great role models that the girls look up to and then it's it's a lot easier when you have a couple of people like that that do it and and make those changes and become good then it's easier for the rest the next next batch to buy into it which, which we've had so uh, yeah we've been lucky in that respect yes I was just gonna. I was just thinking. Uh, I know Gilly when we spoke. He was saying that squash wasn't his first uh, sport. I think it was soccer. He was talking. He, he mentioned. But uh, what is it? Maybe you get all these athletes, and you know they try squash, and they they turn out to be pretty good. But what is it about squash? Do you think that gets them to to stick with it uh, for long enough that it becomes their their uh, their first sport? Yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, in the in this area, it's a fairly cool thing to do, I guess. It's it's quite well known. Squash is becoming more and more well known. I think I think we're getting the best athletes or some of the better athletes in the girls. I'm not sure in the boys. You know, boys, especially in this area, lacrosse, yeah. you know, American football, basketball is probably still going to take over and be the the, the biggest thing. Um, although we are getting some of the, I would say, really good athletes. Um, so. I don't know. I just think it's it's growing over here. The, the the school and the college thing is obviously the major thing for this, and it's it's getting a lot more publicity. So um, I think also it's not many of these school sports that are actually life sports. You know, um, yeah, lacrosse, soccer. You know, a lot of these American football, a lot of these. Things. You don't see much football being played uh, at our age, or no, no <laughs> American football, no. Yeah, and I think. Um, a lot of parents that I speak to when they get their kids involved in squash want their kids to have a life sport, something that they can, they can do, you know, after college. And, um, and there's a great, you know, club double scene, that sort of thing over here. Um, so I think that's an, another aspect of getting people into it. And it's obviously a fit and healthy sport, you know, which is, you know, which, you know, I have a lot of players that do it, you know, are very good lacrosse players, for instance, but they play it because it keeps them in really good shape. And um, and they've become really good squash players, and um, and I think that's um, that's great. You know, if you can you can tra train in different sports, and I think that's good for squash as well. So uh, yeah, I guess if you cross over from from a team sport like lacrosse, or if you've played soccer or other team sports for most of your life, and then you discover an individual sport and what that brings with it, but also an element of the team aspect as well. That that's quite unique. Yeah, for sure. I think it. I think it's good to have. I know with my kids and try and get them to have a balance because I just think it's healthy to play a team sport and it's obviously good to play you know a sport like squash so I think I think you know a lot of 
research says it's great to play multiple sports when you're young and there comes a time in squash or any sport where if you're going to be really good you yeah. have to commit commit to it but you know i think yeah, i age, actually remember uh i mean at my i mean I, I didn't reach a very high the highest levels nationally but i, I did reach a certain level and uh, i remember as a junior it was uh i had the, the same weekend was the provincial lacrosse national championships in the squash nationals and i had to choose oh wow and, uh, <laughs> and i chose squash and i am uh, yeah, so happy well, with that yeah, but uh, yeah. still i mean i, I kind of looked back and i thought oh, i missed that that, that national squash uh, nova scotia i played for we got the bronze that year so uh, right missed out yeah. on that but still i uh, got my yeah. ass kicked at the uh, squash nationals <laughs> but, <laughs> but uh anyways uh, yeah exactly i know exactly what you're, you're talking about there yeah no it's um it's i think it's pretty healthy to play different sports and to, um you know a lot of our our kids kids do um so it's it's it's, it's good it's uh it, i think it can only help your squash game in the future to to have some of those things for sure absolutely now uh, you had a uh a fairly decent professional career yourself um you reach, I think, the uh, top 50 or there are thereabouts around that number and, um, you know, the decent pro career. So what, what were those years like for you, Alex, as a pro uh, back in the day? And uh, what were some of your favorite or, or most sort of memorable uh, times on the tour? Maybe a mat some players that you played uh, memorable matches or uh, incidents or anything. But uh, top 50 or around that number, that's, that's a decent, uh, decent number. Yeah, I was. I mean, obviously, loved my time on the tour, and uh, feels like a long time ago now. But um, <laughs> um, oh, I enjoyed it. I had to stop playing when I was twenty-five, is a little earlier than I hoped, because I had microfracture surgery on my knee. Um, oh, okay. Um, which you know, it was disappointing at the time, but I do think was was has really helped me in my coaching career. And um, because you know, at, at such a young age, I had to stop, and I, you know, I went round and I watched. Um, you know, David Pearson, you know, um, John Milton, like Mark, Malcolm Wilster, all these guys and, mm. you know, Annette Pilling, like all these guys and tried to work out how I wanted to coach because obviously I couldn't play anymore. And so I was very lucky to have all those guys around, but I, I love the playing and um, I feel like, yeah, I had some great moments and great wins. I was lucky enough to play school squash actually in England at a place called Wycliffe College, which, uh, which is probably some of my best memories um, because we, we, we had a great team and a, still have some great friends from there and um yeah I, I love playing on the tour i feel like as a coach i've probably learned more from my mistakes than i did from uh from <laughs> things i was good at um yeah, yeah. but um yeah no I, I loved it i was always a pretty I, I felt like i could beat anyone on my day but i could lose to anyone and uh i wouldn't say i was mentally or physically great but i had i had the skills and uh um so you know it was it was fun and there was some great tournaments over the years I was lucky enough that my family came to a few and I think that's always um you know some great memories it's of my mom fun, yeah that's always great coming to uh to, to play some tournaments and I think never thinking about it then I never really realized but I loved coming to Canada and to um to the states for tournaments and uh, yeah. um you know I, I never thought I would come and live in America if I'm honest <laughs> but uh, um it's obviously you know ignited something there and um just the ability. Yeah, it's a nice little, I mean, right now, I mean, obviously the squash community is growing, but I think back in the day when I played as a junior and traveled to all the tournaments, everyone knew everybody, right? It was, just, yeah. you know, oh, I'm going to 
hook up with my buddy and Van- my the boys in Vancouver and then Calgary yeah. and we all knew each other we it, it was just such a, a tight knit great friendly community uh, yeah 100% existed, yeah uh, I think that's that's the best thing about squash that the you know you do have friends from all over the world from all these tournaments you play and uh, and that's that's definitely what I remember from my playing days more than the actual squash and the results because I think uh, especially being where I was you know 50 in the world or whatever you it's tough it's not easy <laughs> yeah, and you, yeah. you, you're grinding you're not making money and um, you know you have some great wins but you have some tough losses but you know the um, the friendships over the years are, 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 are pretty cool and uh, and I actually would say that's even progressed now since you've stopped playing because you don't have that competitive edge a lot of the guys I was on tour with uh, now over here in coaching and, and you see it see around the place um those relationships have come even closer because you can you know you don't have to compete anymore and uh, you come a lot friendlier so um you know squash squash has given me so much i've been incredibly lucky and uh, to travel the world and play it professionally was was was, was amazing yeah there's a, a guy I, I live in dubai or near dubai now and uh, there's a, a a uh, guy by the name of not not the PSA squash TV version but uh, another Paul Johnson and uh, I'm not sure if you would have played against him or not but I think he yeah. was he was on the uh, the English national team maybe under 18 or 19 national champion but uh, he's uh, I know him we played golf uh, a couple of times but you might know of him from back yeah in the day. I think is it, is it was this Paul David Johnson is that his name the kind of tall, the tall fella, uh, glasses. Um, I think so. Yeah, I think he yeah. played in. Uh, um, well, PJ would say there's only one PJ, but maybe <laughs> there is. Uh, yeah, um, there's only one PJ, but uh, <laughs> for sure. Um, but yeah, no, it's 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 a pretty small world squash, which is uh, which is which is great, really. You, you're, um, and you know, I'm lucky enough now. My my sons play, and uh, you know, they're going through the same things, and I'm seeing them. You know have friends and play the tournaments and go through the same things. And it's, and it's pretty special to watch. We're, we're very lucky. And it's, in some ways it's great that it is a small sport because it, you know, everyone is closer together and uh, yeah. much more accessible. Yeah, definitely. Uh, now one, one guy that I, uh, I really love to have on uh, and talk to squash uh, historically with is uh, you might know of him through the doubles is uh, Rob Dinnerman. Uh, he, he does a lot yeah. of uh, the doubles uh, commentary and has written prolifically about it for many, many years. And uh, your name came up, I think it was in the last episode. I just asked him, uh, uh, who are the who are the doubles teams to watch out for? And, and your name was, this was before I, before you you were announced as the U.S. Uh, coach of the year. Um, but uh, you you obviously made your foray into, into the doubles scene. It's a it's got a long storied uh, history there in, yeah. in the U.S., dating even back before Gary Waite, but he sort of, his, his generation sort of took off. Uh, so what, uh, first of all, how did you get involved? Obviously at Marion, I guess they might have doubles courts, but uh, uh, yeah. what did you think, uh, what do you think of the doubles game, the hardball doubles version of squash? And uh, you've had some success, obviously. Yeah, well, the first time I played it, I was scared to death. Um, <laughs> yeah, but, uh, wouldn't, you wouldn't want to get hit with that ball, would you? No, no, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't play quite a bit of single softball doubles in England, and uh, you know, going to the side wall was like that was crazy. And um, so it took a little while. Um, I was I was really fortunate again when I got to Marion. There was one summer where um, you probably know these guys, uh, Bill Doyle and um, Ned Edwards. Um, Ned Edwards, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, he like he's <laughs> sure. Um, and he he they had a running game with a guy called Ed Garner, who's who's now become my partner. But we right. Ed had played a little bit before, and I hadn't played much. And um, anyway, we just fitted in with them, and I played with Bill, and Ned played with Ed, and we were kind of the the guys they were teaching, and you know, and towards the end of the summer, it got more competitive, and um, we had some great games. And Ned, you know, and Bill really taught me. Um, and and Ed how to play and then I think at the end of that summer they I think Bill moved away and Ned Ned wasn't you know he'd obviously been there and done everything and wasn't yeah. that keen on keeping playing so Ed and I were kind of stuck and we we're like oh well we'll play together and that was seven years ago and neither of us have played with anyone else since so it's okay. um, it's um yeah I've really really enjoyed it it's um I as I told you my knee I had microfracture surgery and I can't play singles. Um, but doubles because it's in straight lines and mm. there's no twisting and turning. I'm actually okay. Um, so you just take uh, one side, one of the the walls, right? Like yeah, more, just more play on the left wall, and yeah. uh, and I don't, you know, I can play, and um, it's helped me get in much better shape again. Although I'd still like to be in a lot better than I am, but uh, <laughs> it's um, and I've really loved it, and I've loved, you know, I've played with Ed for the last seven years. We're lucky enough to win a professional tournament um from qualifying which i think no one's done before and then we also won nationals and so we've you know he he's 51 he's a lot older than um, a lot of the guys that okay. play uh, well then there's hope i, I should go yeah. over there then yeah i'm 51 so. yeah he's a <laughs> um, he's an incredible athlete and um he's you know him and i have really sort of like worked at it and uh, and really enjoy it and so um yeah we we try, you know try and play as much as we can i struggle to play a full schedule because of um because of work commitments and family stuff but um um really love the game and um and uh, the tour seems to be growing and it's it's as, as you know it's it's a really great game i really wish that um if it was in england with all these squash players that were around in the 80s 90s like who were great players it would yeah. be huge no doubt about it it'd be huge because it's well to hanger uh he didn't i don't think he played the doubles but he 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 won or he he was like uh, number one player in the world on the hardball and the uh, the softball circuit uh, right. at one uh, yeah. at one um, point yeah yeah I would have loved to I I talked to Ned about it regularly I would love to have seen those guys oh, playing yeah. the hardball game uh, years ago when when the rackets weren't as strong as they are now because uh, <laughs> yeah I think, I think how 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 would they have been able to withstand the the hardball I mean. Yeah, I think with the older rackets, it was such a great game, and uh, yeah. I played on the small court with new rackets, and it's it's that's obviously a different game. And uh, um, but you know, I've seen a few clips, and obviously spoken to Ned, and uh, you know, it sounds like it was a fantastic game, and you know, those guys were it was a big tour back then, and some great players. So uh, Huge, it's, yeah. it's I'm, I really find the history of it pretty interesting, and um, and you know, someone like Ned. I found amazing that, you know, um, I spoke to Rodney Owls about him and said that he, he actually transitioned to the softball game really well and was a really good player. And, uh, you know, that's, they were sort of two really different sports. I would, have, I would have thought it's a lot harder to transition to the softball game mm. than it is to go from softball to hardball. So the fact that he was able to, you know, play with those guys and, and be at that level just, just shows how good they were. And, uh, yeah, it's, yeah, I could be wrong. Good. I think Mark, uh, I'm not sure, but I'm pretty sure Mark Talbot had reasonable uh, softball success too. Yeah. I think yeah. he did. I, yeah. 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 I think him and Ned from what I, what limited I know about it um, were, were, were really uh, 
top class. So uh, it's it's a really fun game. I, I love the doubles and um, and the the tour is great. And it's uh, it's actually interesting. The last six months or so, there's a lot of new guys like Pilly's playing, like yeah, um, uh, Kiskelly's playing, and they've they've all got the bug. And I think you'll you'll see in the next three or four years there'll be all these guys that are either stopping PSA or young some young guys and uh, taking the sport on again. So um, it's imagine what what Pilly can do to the the ball. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it's hard enough playing him in squash because he hit that hit the ball um, hard. So uh, yeah, yeah, now it, it does take a year or two, I would say, to work it out. Though it's definitely a different game, and um, you know, you play someone like Manic who plays the game. Um, I mean, he's unbelievable. The, the pace and the, the, the shots and everything he's got. It's uh, it's pretty pretty cool to watch. So uh, no, it's a great sport and. Uh, it's nice to be able to play a sport where you can keep going for hopefully, you know, until you, I used to coach play with a guy at uh, Marion cricket. I think he's 88 and he's still playing every week. And, oh, that's and, awesome. Uh, oh man. Okay. And uh, so, yeah. you know, that's, that's uh, what's his name. Uh, his name is uh, Charlie, Charlie Baker. And he's uh, a bit of a Charlie legend. Baker. Yeah. Okay. Charlie. Yeah. Props to Charlie, man. <laughs> yeah. He's uh there's a group of them at Marion Cricket that are still playing, and uh, yeah. it's it's pretty amazing. It's pretty cool to see. That's great. Did did you ever? Uh, I mean, back in the day, I, I would have. I mean, I know Gary Wade a little bit, and he used to just he he crush the ball. And his uh, partner uh, was a uh, Damian Mudge, who was notorious for just playing full full out all the time as well. That would have been a, a tough a tough team to go up against. Yeah, we played against Mudge and Gould um, a few times, and uh, Mudge had moved to the left wall by then. But yeah, he was, I mean, I think he won 17 like yeah. Johnsons in a row. I mean, his longevity, um, just just amazing. Because doubles is a tough, uh, tough game. I was talking yeah. to Jay Hart this well, morning. Well, Dinnerman said he had concussions. Right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, ama- amazing to, to win anything that often. And um it's amazing. So you know those guys, weight much. You know they they're uh, pretty amazing. Yeah, I didn't I haven't re- didn't really see much of them if I'm honest. But um, and Mudgee was definitely at the back end. But you know the fact that he could still win when he obviously wasn't at his best just shows you uh, how good he was. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Now uh, you also I mentioned earlier very briefly you play with a little bit of golf, uh, Alex. Very badly, but I, I love okay. it. I you love, love it, yeah. It. Well, we're in the same boat. Although I do, my handicap is is dropping a little bit, but uh, I would never uh, uh, say that I'm a great golfer. But uh, it's a, it's a lot of fun, isn't it? Yeah, it's great. It's uh, I think most squash players love it probably more than anything else because we're always cooped up inside, and so it's nice to be outside. And uh, um, so yeah, I know I love playing, and there's there's always a good group of squash players in Philly that are. Uh, we're, we're trying to get out on it as often as we can. And uh, you mentioned PJ before. He, he comes down a fair yeah. bit. And, uh, yeah, he's, he's, he's a decent golf. golfer, isn't he? Yeah, he's my yeah. golf coach. He's, he gives me the tips. So. <laughs> okay, great. Yeah. Um, now, there's a lot of squash players that play, try and play. And, um, and uh, I'm. Yeah, I'm Pilly, Pilly's a good golfer, Cuskily, I think. Yeah, no, I yeah. think they're very good. Yeah, they're, uh, they're all good. So um, just hang yeah. out with them. Yeah, I'll try. I'm not in their league, but uh, but um, I I enjoy playing. It's uh, I've started playing with my son, who who is already starting to beat me. But it's uh, it's a great great to be able to be outside and uh, and obviously some of the courses around here are 
pretty spectacular. So we're looking. Sure. Um, yeah. So. Well, living here in the UAE, we've got there's there's some great courses as well. But uh, I play I play for my club's team and uh, in in a league. And last week uh, it was the first time I'd ever played at this course. It, it's the uh, the only sand course in oh, the wow. UAE. Uh, it was amazing. It was I, I'd never do it again, but uh, it was well worth the the, the experience. They have uh, white stakes where uh, if you hit it outside the white stake then you, yeah. you, you can't use this mat. But if you hit it inside the white stakes, they give you a mat. You put the ball on this mat, oh, and then okay. you can hit it. And, okay. uh, uh, but oh. if you hit it outside the white stakes, you're, you're kind of screwed. Oh. And then the, they call it, they're not greens, they're browns. So if you, they're kind oh. of, it's like hitting it up on top of a table. Uh, wow. yeah, it was quite yeah. an experience, yeah. 18 holes. Uh, and uh, we we got hammered by these guys because they knew how to play obviously their their home course so yeah. they, they knew what they were doing but it was a, it yeah. was a lot of fun uh, if you're ever over here uh you know we'll get out for a round that's good that must be a pretty tough walk on the sand for 18 holes yeah they had this kind of like tarmac thing it wasn't uh, so you just walked on that but uh, uh it, basically yeah you're walking in the sand for for most of the uh, the round but uh, that's me well if yeah. you'd seen me play golf, I tend to be in the bunkers half the time anyway. So maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. From bunker to bunker, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, well, Alex, uh, what do you have up? What do you have coming up now? Uh, you have the uh, the nationals for the high school thing coming up, do you? Yeah, uh, which have middle school nationals this week, and then uh, there's a JCT, which is there's five of those per year. So those are the selection events for the US team, um, and you get the best juniors. So. Um, that that's sort of coming to a head now. With um, we've got a, it's the team year for the boys um, this year for the World Juniors. So we've got a really good right. group of players. In fact, yeah, I was going to ask you about that because I was looking. I was saying they don't, they do that every other year, do they? For men, yes. for the girls and boys. Okay. Yeah, so you you go every year as play the individual, but the team event alternates between the years. And um, this year it's in Australia. It's the boys, and um, we've uh, we've. We've got a really good team. We actually had all five. We had five boys go to the British Open, and all of them had big wins and got further than they should have done. Um, Thomas Rossini got to the courses and um, pretty much had match. I think he was like eleven eight in the fifth, and so you know we did probably as well as we've ever done. So um, you know that's exciting times, and that mm. those those boys um, have done a great job, and um, so we're we're hoping for a good summer and um it's you know it's hard to get to where we got to last time but we you know that's our goal to try and do that and maybe even go a little further if we can that's brilliant alex well i uh, wish you all the best you and the team and also with the uh, the high school team there and um thanks so much for coming on and let's do it again thanks jerry great to chat well thanks so much alex for for doing that really enjoyed that chat and uh, really uh, actually quite envious that he has the opportunity to be there in philadelphia to be in that squash environment which is thriving right now uh, so many courts within such a small uh, area all great programs great junior development leagues doubles everything it's got it all so uh, Alex is uh, right there, uh, part of the development scene at the at the the junior level, and we, uh, you know, hats off to him for all that he's done and growing the game over there, which is uh, really thriving at the moment. So, uh, Alex State, uh, episode one twenty. Now, uh, before we go, I just uh, 
want to update you on a few things on what's going on on the podcast. We will hopefully have uh, Camille Serm. We had a little uh, technical issue uh, last time, or actually a scheduling issue. Uh, so she's going to hopefully come on uh, this weekend. And John Mazzarella, uh, with any luck, will be with us on Thursday. So really looking forward to, to that one as well. Uh, we did have, uh, a f- about a week ago, we did have uh, Cameron Pilly on. It was an epic uh, conversation. Really enjoyed it. And then uh, we ran into my bear. That's the first time it's happened in 120 episodes. Uh, the audio file did not um, did not appear at the end of the conversation with him. So it was uh, well over an hour of talking with Cameron, and uh, it was uh, such a shame. We try, tried to retrieve it. Tried to. Uh, uh, through customer service with uh, Zoom, who you know, Zoom is a—it's an incredible app, and uh, it was the only uh, episode like this that I've ever experienced. I'm not sure what happened, but uh, we're going to try to get that back in at some point down the road uh, again because it was well worth it. It was a great conversation. He. Uh, I do have some news. Uh, I'll break to you. The band is getting back together, which is great. Uh, Comments from the coach team, uh, Cameron and Daryl, will be uh, putting uh, together a few episodes in the very near future, so they'll be back. So that's really good news for everyone who uh, enjoys their podcast. Uh, so uh, that's the update. Uh, so again, we've got um, Camille Serm hopefully this weekend. We're going to try to sort that out. Uh, this weekend at some point, John Mazzarella uh, on Thursday. Uh, and then uh, going forward, we've got a couple of good ones. Uh, I'm hoping uh, to line up a few good ones for next week. So uh, anyways, everybody, thank you so much for listening. Enjoy your squash. Please don't forget to share uh, this episode and others uh, on your social media and, and give it a rating on iTunes or whatever app you listen to the podcast on. Thanks again, everyone. Enjoy your squash and have a great day. Goodbye now.